For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch from the Home Depot. Now, three bags for just nine bucks. It protects your plants beautifully and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden, not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch. Three bags, nine bucks. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer. Color selection varies by store. Hey, everybody. This is uh, Morning Gratitude, but we're starting at noon today, and I am really, really excited about today's show. But before we get into all of that, we always have entrance music. Let's do this. It might seem crazy what I'm about to say. How can you be in a bad mood when you hear this song? I mean... Doesn't it just bring a smile to your face? Good afternoon, Mary. Alright guys, today, today's going to be the day. I better stop this before I get in trouble for copyright claims. Anyway, good to see you guys. Today is... What is today? Is today Thursday? Today is Thursday, and this is Morning Gratitude with the Mayor starting at 12 p.m. Pacific. I am so excited about today. I, 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 I'm kind of geeking out a little bit because, you know, I, I, when I met this gentleman, our guest, I had no, I did, I had never met him. I didn't know anything about him. I just knew him as this humble, gentle, amazing soul that was so happy. And when I found out about his background, I was floored. And typically, guys, you know that I do not, I don't read bios. I go very, like, I try to be as authentic and organic as possible. But to fully grasp and understand why what this gentleman does is so cool is to know a little bit about his past. So I'm going to read you a little bit on his bio, and that way we can segue nicely into the interview. But Our guest, Ricky Powell, was a child actor appearing in many TV shows like Bewitched, My Three Sons, and The Rockford Files. And I have to tell you that I was a huge fan of Bewitched and uh, and My Three Sons. I used to watch Nick at Night all the time. And so, so, so cool. But anyway, so he's appeared in many TV shows and commercials in the 70s. After graduating with a BA in film and television, he enjoyed a 25-year career at NBC, where he was the program's operations manager, and he was responsible for every single show that was on the network. Think about that. Now, in 2015, he left the network to serve at a much higher level, and this is what makes this so cool. As a CSO, which is a chief success officer, at at Success Potential, he creates exponential success for companies and individuals through his unique style of corporate training, executive employee coaching, and one-on-one mentorship using a variety of techniques uh, such as NLP, and you guys all know what that is, timeline dynamics, and positive psychology. There is so much more here, but guys, I am so stoked about having our guest on. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, Tia. Good to see you, Catherine. Great to see you, Mary. Ladies and gentlemen, the man, Ricky Powell. Please welcome, welcome him to the show. Wow. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Oh, what an awesome introduction. 
thank you so much. And I'm so happy to see you again. I when we met at um at that in Beverly Hills, I sent you a friend quest immediately. And then two days ago, when you popped up on my Facebook, I was like, oh my God, it's about time. And I'm just so happy because I remember just you were so freaking cool, man. Like you just like energy was like shooting out of your eyeballs and your head and your brain. It was just amazing to be around you. And so I am so grateful that we connected, man. Well, so am I. And I, I'm so honored to be here. And I got to tell you, I absolutely love what you're doing. I mean, when I found out that you just recently started doing this, I was blown away because you are such a pro. I mean, you have such an awesome aura and presence and so much energy. Look at your smile. Seriously. I mean, you just, you, no, truly, honestly, I mean, you really do radiate positivity. So uh, if I have anything to do with that, I'm I'm honored. But no, I'm telling you, I I love what you're doing. Thank you so much. That means a lot. And considering what you've done professionally most of your life, that really means a lot. So thank you. Um, First things first. As we do every day on Morning Gratitude, even though it's at noon, what are you grateful for today? You know, I have to tell you that um, gratitude is always my number one go-to when I'm talking about the subject of happiness, which, have, as you know, I do very frequently. Um, the top three tools that I list, gratitude, always number one. Hi, Tia. Uh, this is so awesome. I love this platform. My gosh. Any. <laughs> Anyway, when it comes to gratitude, it's, it's for me, not just being grateful for the big things, right, but also for the little things and things that we don't even think about most often day to day. But when I say that I am grateful for every single breath that I take, I honestly mean it. Um, I think that may have had to do with the fact that I was walking around for two weeks with a ruptured appendix in 2007. And that was quite an experience. That's a whole nother story. But I ended up spending six days in the hospital. And I got to tell you, there's not a breath that I take that I'm not grateful for. So it starts there every day. Wow. I I don't, even though I, I, again, geeking out because I was a Bewitched fan and My Three Sons of Love and the Rockford Files is a classic. But I don't really, I really don't even want to focus on that, on your past that much. But I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at your career in 25 years at NBC and probably one of the most influential, powerful roles that you can have in television where you were responsible for every single show that was on the air. That is like. Well, to be, to be fair, by the way, no news and no sports and no late night, but every comedy, drama, and reality show. Just to be, yeah. So that's essentially what every actor is looking for is in that film. <laughs> yeah. To leave that power and, 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 and then having that influence, what in the world would possess you to leave to, to start off in this happiness crusade? Well, um, a lot of it was based on my first nine years there at the company. And my first nine years were very challenging because of this kind of sociopath that I was working with. And he made things very challenging for me. Uh, and in an effort to help him and help myself get through it, I picked up my first book on the subject of happiness by Dennis Prager called Happiness is a Serious Problem. And 
you know, he wanted nothing to do with it because I, we probably all know people that have absolutely no interest in this. They enjoy being victims or they enjoy being bullies and they love the drama and all of that. Uh, and for me though, I thought it was the most fascinating topic I had ever read. And they really do have it down to a science now. There's this whole positive psychology industry now. And I took it, I ran with it, ran with it. I read every book I could on the topic. I listened to every program. I went to every seminar. And then eventually I wrote my own book after doing lots of research. I started speaking inside and outside the company, even while I was still there on the topic. And then I started doing coaching and I just, it gives me rewards that are unlimited. I mean, they're, they're limitless, truly. I just, the, 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 what it does for me, the pleasure that I get by connecting with people and helping them understand that, yeah, there's a lot, you know, there is pain in this journey. You can't be happy a hundred percent of the time, but it's all about our mindset. And I just found that fascinating. So I would imagine in my limited experience of being around actors and producers and directors, it, it, it it's a very cutthroat industry and, and there's a very, this desire to get on top and feast or famine. I, and that's just from the outside looking at is what I've experienced. How do you find joy and, and, and such a, an environment that is not where joy is. It's so feeding. It's not like the rise to the top and the climb is fun. But then once you get there, everyone wants to knock you down. How do you find joy and spread joy in such a, a, a crazy industry? So awesome question. And, and this is part of what was going on is that I started looking through this macro lens of what I felt the entertainment, uh, sort of mainstream media was kind of providing for our culture and society. And there's a lot of negativity. Have you noticed that? Right. I mean, it, it's everywhere. It's, it's in the news. Uh, and it's very cleverly designed. It's because that's what sells it. it it really is. That is what sells because our brains are not wired to make us happy. I learned our brains are wired to keep us alive. It's the whole fight or flight thing. Right. And that, and that makes sense. So it takes a, a conscious concerted effort, uh, for what we feed our brains constantly. And for me, uh, I, I made a shift in what I fed my brain. So when I had that 30 mile commute to and from work every day, instead of listening to talk radio, instead of you know, listening to the news, I constantly audible.com just came on, on the scene and it became my best friend. I started downloading all these amazing books by these incredible authors and mentors. And I just devoured all of that. So that went by the time you know, I thought rush hour, most people hate rush hour. I loved it because it gave me a chance to really, you know, learn and, and feed my brain. And so by the time I got to work, it really helped empower me. And then what to your point of the competition thing, I learned that again, we're constantly being fed this notion of scarcity and lack and competition and all of that. And yes, while there is competition out there, uh, in, and some of it can be healthy competition. There's so much abundance. And I see, I see models of that every day where people can, three of my friends, by the way, all, uh, my mentors in, in NLP, uh, and then I ended up going with one in particular, but all of them 
they're friends. They know each other. One taught the other who taught the other. And they all have seven-figure businesses locally, you know, within within minutes of each other. There's enough for everyone, you know. It, it really is such a, an awesome, abundant world. And, you know, that's just – I wanted to jump in full force. And that I wanted to start bringing that into the corporate culture where I was, you know, at, at NBC. It's, it's so important, uh, especially the way that corporations – there is a, I don't want to say, I hate to say control, but corporations are, when you're an entrepreneur, it's just like, hey, you're letting it fly and you're doing whatever it takes and there is no schedule because you're just always on. You're always going. But when you work for a corporation, things are more structured, so it's easier to influence. And and I really believe that corporations have a, a very, uh, uh, like this, this uh, a very dominant place in the world where their employees, they can help shape their minds to either be, Cage little athletes, or we can create a culture that is empowering and uplifting people. And I've noticed that a lot of these corporations are starting to get away from that caging people mentality and starting to set people free. And I, and I think it's for the betterment of all of us. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I have on, on my website, I put together a little video that says, uh, your company can change the world. And the way you do that is by doing exactly what you were just talking about. And, and that is my supercharged mission right now. That is what I love doing most is going into companies and working with everyone from the executives and leaders to, you know, the receptionists and janitors. It doesn't matter. We are all human beings at the end of the day. I mean, we came into this world and we leave this world exactly the same. And it's what we do in between and it's how we treat each other. Uh, whether it's with respect or, you know, God forbid, we're seeing all, all of that other stuff come out now with the way people have been treated. And believe me, I get it. I, I've seen it. And it's so important. And so when companies start adapting this attitude, there are all kinds of metrics of how a happy employee is a productive employee, like, I don't know, 25, 35% more productive. They're more creative, lower absenteeism lower turnover rated in it just boosts a company's bottom line. And it just makes perfect sense to feed their employees the, the mindset that's really going to help them do a better job and be thrilled to be there. That's so cool. Real quick. I want to give a shout out to Catherine, Mary, John, uh, Catherine. Great to see you. Todd, Eric Swanson. Good to see you, my friend, Tia, Aaron. Great to see you guys. Thank you so much for joining. Um, I have an amazing guest today. I'm just really, really excited to have Mr. Ricky Powell on the show. Ricky, when did um, when did that shift from wholesome programming, like Leave It to Beaver and Bewitched and My Three Sons, like when did that turn and shift to where things became more violent and and we're throwing sex in everyone's face and it really and now where it's turned to we're just desensitized to everything. When did that shift happen? And and can you even say? Can you even tell us why? Well, you know, I think for me, I started noticing that shift right around the time when I was uh, graduating high school. I mean, it was kind of like it was starting in the 80s, I think, you know, so the, the 70s, the 50s, 60s, 70s were the, the more wholesome era, I think. And then as we kind of slid into the 80s, I, that's just my personal opinion, but that's when I noticed, you know, a shift. Um, you know, and why, uh, you know, that's kind of a deep rabbit hole, but, um, I like know. to dive in the rabbit hole though. <laughs> what? 
What? I like to dive in that rabbit hole every I morning. know. I, I know, you know, and that's the thing. <laughs> you know, we I think that we can't stick our heads, our necks in the sand, and, and that's what I don't want to do. I um that's why you know, they've also done research and it takes something like five or six positives to counter a negative. You know, Josh, we have up to up to sixty-five thousand thoughts a day. That's a ton of thoughts, right? And they're all either positively or negatively charged. There really is no neutral. And they found that up to 85% of those thoughts are negative. You know, and it's not our fault. It's what we're exposed to and bombarded with on a daily basis. And then we tend to think the same thoughts day after day after day. So when you take that math of, of how much negativity there is out there and, uh, the percentage of them, you know, that are charged in our brains. Can you imagine? And if it takes five or six positives to counter one negative, I mean, do the math. So right. that's why, that's why this is so critically important. Right. You know, and it's, it's interesting because we hear the law of attraction. We've all, we know about the law of attraction, most of us. And the interesting thing about that is it's the old um, conundrum of like, you know, don't think about that pink elephant. <laughs> well, of course, what are you going to think about, right? When So with the law of attraction, so many of us get caught up in that trap of thinking about what we don't want, mm-hmm. right? And, um, you know, in and uh, rather than concentrating and f- having laser focus on what we do want, that clarity is so important. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. When did you... So when did this pursuit to bring joy to the world start? I mean, were you like this as a child where you were just, because you, again, you radiate joy. Like it's unbelievable. When did this start for you? Was it literally at NBC or did this develop as a child? Well, it's a good question. And, and through positive psychology, they've determined that, that we have this, sort of happiness set point, almost like a weight set point, and 50%, half, comes from our genes. It comes from our parents. It's inherited. There's really, really no- nothing we can do about that. And I consider myself very blessed because both of my parents, even though they each had a very rocky road, I mean, they went through lo- lots of darkness in, in their own lives, and yet both of them were able to you know, thrive and I think radiate a certain level of happiness just despite all that. And I think I was lucky enough to get a lot of those genes. So I will say that 10%, by the way, then is your life circumstances. Are you living in a free country? Do you have a roof over your head? Are you earning enough to sustain yourself, food to eat, all of those things? And then the remaining 40% is a choice. And it's our habits that, that we do on a daily basis. And so you know, from the time I was three, I pointed to the TV and said, I want to be there, be in there. I just kind of had that performer mindset. So, no, I don't really think at all that I had this level of consciousness and that I knew that I really wanted to help change the world or improve it or any of that. I think that came later, um, probably probably in my early, maybe in my early to mid-20s, I would say. Wow. So as being, and I love the names that you have for your company, like the CSO, Chief Success Officer, and the CHO, the Chief Happiness Officer, like it just, it's just fun to say that. Like I, I, I really, really dig it. I, I also love your, your spin on mastermind events. There's a lot of people here 
that I know like Eric and Todd and John and some of the other people that are watching right now, they're part of mastermind groups. Your spin on mastermind is a little bit different. Can you explain that? Yeah, you know, you know. Oh, oh, I started hearing an echo. I'm hearing an echo for some reason. But anyway, it's interesting because the concept of masterminding has been around forever. Um, And thank you, Stephen. I I love this platform. So awesome. Uh, You know, the concept has been around forever. Napoleon Hill really did bring it into the spotlight and think and grow rich. Um, And the concept is when two or more minds come together, a third more powerful mind is created that thus calling it the mastermind. And there, they exist now in so many different shapes and, and forms and business and personal, all of that. And I've had this vision of creating and introducing this mastermind concept to the widest, broadest audience possible. And I didn't want it to be cost prohibitive. You know, some of these groups can can go into the tens or, or even hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, and I, I am in a, high, a very high level mastermind group myself with my mentor down in Orange County. But I wanted to start a virtual mastermind group. And, and that's what I did with something I call... Uh, my awesome life network. And so, um, and I apologize that website is down. I'm in the process of putting it back up. I, I put up, I just recently put up two other websites. I've been busy behind the scenes for sure, technically. Um, but we are still doing the calls and they're virtual. So we do them through Zoom. They're video conferences. There's two 90 minute calls a month. And in that, uh, people get turned, everyone gets a turn in the hot seat to really ask the group their most burning question, something that they feel they really could use help with or they're feeling stuck or whatever. And everyone comes together. Uh, and this is either personally or professionally. It doesn't matter because we all have a very broad um, base of knowledge and, and we're all for the most part pretty, pretty successful, pretty, you know, sharp, savvy people in the group. And, um, and we just help one another. So, I have this vision really of scaling this up. And what's nice is through Zoom, I can do that where um, the more people that join us, I have the ability to break everyone out into groups, smaller groups of five or six people so that every single person gets a turn with their own group. And it's pretty powerful. I agree. And that to me, that actually sounds more like mentorship than coaching. It's, it's right. very much collaboration, working together, everyone being heard, not you listen to me. You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah. and that yeah. is, it, it, it's so much of that or like are people paying just to hang out with people that may have a bigger following. Like that's not a mastermind to me. That's bunk. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that, that in this, in this world that we play in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love, I love that. I was really encouraged by, you know, reading about your mastermind and what you're doing and a lot, what you're wanting to do with it. Because I, again, going back to the people that are watching right now, they have a lot of the same feelings. They've all been burned by these coaches and masterminds and follow me, do what I say, but they're not really learning anything. Mm-hmm. Mentorship to me is where it's at. And that is what you're doing. And I love that. Thank you. Um, so what do you feel about, like, is there's a, like, we've gotten to this, we, we've had this shift in the late, the, the mid-90s, late-90s, in the 2000s, where there was the reality that wasn't really reality, and it was being forced down our throats, and everything became very inauthentic. Mm-hmm. Well, now, there's this cry and hunger 
for something real and where people don't need perfection anymore. They, they want an F up. They want somebody that has made mistakes. They want somebody that's willing to own it. Is there ever going to be a place for someone like that on television or the, like even the over the top networks that are becoming so popular because we can watch them on our phone or a computer? Or, is there going to be a place where they're going to become the modern day celebrity, if you will, in your opinion? Oh, absolutely. I, I see it happening as we're speaking. Uh, there's there's someone I met uh, named Kyle Cease. I don't know if you've heard of Kyle, but um, he's doing amazing work. He was an actor at one time, then he became a stand-up comedian, and now he does what he calls transformational comedy. And I, and I went to two of his events, and I love the title of it. He, he just wrote a book and, and released a book called I Hope I Screw This Up. Uh, <laughs> And I, I just, I love him. I, we connected the moment we met and he just, he also is about authenticity, which is one of my favorite things. And so it's, it's so ironic how I, I've read so much about, you know, you know, you, you need to be authentic and what that's been a thing for me literally forever. Um, when I was even the kid of, of the actor growing up and getting to work with all of these legends, you know, um, I just, I think it was a great learning experience because I learned to be the same off camera and on camera and on stage and off stage. Um, I tend to be the, the same person 24 seven. So, um, I, what a great way to live life, right? Because otherwise who, then you have to start thinking like, oh, well, what did I, how do I want to appear here and how do I want to appear there? You know, why just, just be you because you know what you um, for the most part are a perfectly imperfect human being. I mean, even that guy that I worked with for, for those nine years, I hold no ill will against him because I, my personal philosophy, you know, Jim Rohn, who was Tony Robbins mentor and, and Right. As soon as I learned that, I devoured everything Jim Rohn ever wrote uh, or spoke about it. And one of my favorite quotes from him is your personal philosophy is the greatest determining factor in how your life works out. And so for me, it was always no coincidences. I think everything happens for a reason. And so th that nine years of, of misery that I went through, I think it was it was for this. You know, it was it was to learn how to cope with all of that. And then it just, I think it made me a stronger person. I don't like the win or lose philosophy. I, I really heard something not too long ago, but it's win or learn. There's no losing. You know, you don't lose unless you give up. I, I And I love that. And it's actually, it makes me smile even deeper inside knowing that working in the world that you worked in very successfully, you, you stayed true to who you were because being like, like there's a this misconception about celebrity that you know they're this is who they are. Well, no, that's probably who their handlers are telling them to be. I mean, working and helping produce a lot of the different events, I've had a lot of backstage access to certain celebrities, and the people running their career pretty much run their lives. Like what you see is not necessarily what they want to say, what they want to do. It's it, it's it's crazy to me. And I when I first moved to L.A. and started experiencing that, I thought. What an awful life that I would not want because mm -hmm. being able to be yourself mm -hmm. for better or worse, you, it, exactly. it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know? 
So it, I, that's encouraging to hear that from you. And I think I think I just saw I think it was Jared who said, you know, it, it could be crippling trying to be this perfect person. And this yep. is another thing that is so prevalent in our society. And I, I I had just seen I think it was on YouTube, one of those videos that that kind of um, it showed the two glamour magazines, whether it was Vogue and Elle or, you know, whatever it is. And they started with, OK, let's tear out all the ads and out of, you know, hundreds of pages, I think there were 15 pages left that weren't ads. And then of those, you know, and then we've seen many, uh, many times in these videos with the photoshopping. And and so this is the thing. I mean, we are bombarded with these messages of perfection and, and that there is such a thing. There isn't. There's no such thing as perfection. And that's great. Right. I mean, we, so it's about, it's about striving to be the best person you can be. I want to be better today than I was yesterday. I want to be better tomorrow than I am today, but I'm not comparing myself. As soon as you start comparing yourself to anyone else, it's game over. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and the most successful people understand that at, at a real, you know, gut level, like, you know, Bill Gates sat around and said, oh, you know, damn Warren Buffett, you know, or, or that type of thing. Imagine. Right. And and there are people who, who do that without really even knowing it. So it's all part of the message. There's no such thing as perfection. And that's a good thing. That's amazing. I so in working when you're you're working in personal development and your whole career is based around empowering others. What is the source that you go to and like, how do you keep your mind right to build up? Because again, you, you're, you work in a lot of industries. It's very competitive what you do. It's very cutthroat what you do. You deal with a lot of phonies. Um, how do you, and, and that can be frustrating. Like I, it, it, it can be disheartening, but yet what do you do to keep your spirits up? So you keep being who you are, who you were created to be. And allowing you to just empower people the way that you do. Like, what do you, what kind of work do you do to develop that or to strengthen that? Um, I kind of, I kind of um, try to, I, I kind of weave it in all of these different ways. And I have to say, when I heard you say, you know, cutthroat, I, I, I chuckled because um, I, that is so not on my radar anymore. Josh, honestly, I don't, there are so many wonderful mentors out there and there are so many wonderful speakers and coaches and all of it. Uh, and to me, again, it's just, it's the abundance mindset. So it has, I enjoy learning. My God, you should see my inbox every morning. I mean, I, you know, I love being a lifelong learner. It is so exciting to me. And so when I find a new mentor or, you know, I just recently discovered Mel Robbins and, and she's amazing. And she's got a book called the five second rule, yes, right? She's and, awesome. Oh my gosh. She's awesome. And, and, you know, and a friend of mine is, is a producer and incredibly successful. And I've been, I've known him for over 20 years, you know, and we've been really close friends and I've, he's known the whole journey from NBC to now what I'm doing. And, and we even started, you know, we're, we're kind of behind the scenes working on something to really shine a light on all of this. Right. Cause I think it's just such a fascinating subject. Um, I'd love to get people's feedback on whether they'd be interested in, in pulling back the curtain and seeing the magic behind this interesting because to your original cutthroat point 
it's not all it's not all unicorns and rainbows. I mean, there's a little darkness that goes on, right? But um, I do my best. It can get discouraging at times, but I keep plowing ahead because I know that this is what I'm meant to do, and I know that you know it, it's it's there. It's now starting to unfold. I'm I'm making the right connections and. And through this other third-party company I've worked with, I've gotten to do – I did a webinar for the U.S. Senate on self-esteem. No right? way. Yeah. I've spoken to the United States Navy on conflict resolution, uh, to Social Security Administration, Cushman Wakefield, Paramount, and Universal, and Warner Brothers. And, I mean, I've spoken – I've gotten the honor of, of speaking and training at some really amazing companies and organizations. So – I think that ball is rolling and it's just going to get better, you know, and, and just, you know, it's not a one and done sort of thing. This is what I'm really trying to help people understand. Now I want to come into a company and, and work with them over the course of say a year or two or, or whatever it is a little bit like the Zappos model. Like uh, if you're familiar with Zappos, Tony Shea, another great mentor, and he wrote the book Delivering amazing. Happiness, right? That how he built that amazing company one employee at a time based on the it factor so that if you had the technical knowledge, the skill set, all of that, but you didn't, you didn't look like you were thrilled to be there and really wanted that job, they would pass you over. But if they were interested in you and they wanted you back for a second interview, before they had you back, they would interview the bus driver that picked you up at the airport to see how you treated them. Right. How genius is that? Because they want to make sure, talking about authenticity, that you are the person who you say you are in that interview. And so I love all of that. And they had a life coach on staff. And so that's one way to go. Just provide your employees with a life coach. It, does, it doesn't have to cost a fortune. That doesn't have to be a great big giant salary. But she helped them set and achieve personal and professional goals. And that goes so far with employee engagement. And so that's something that I can do now. I can go in a few times a year, train on stress management, on management of leadership skills, effective communication, NLP, all of that which helps drive the bottom line also through more effective communication and influence and all of that, but also just schedule half hour appointments with, with the employees that are interested and would like to partake and just help them, help them grow as people and professionals and all of that. Right. How much time do you spend uh, this, this show really is, I mean, outside of gratitude, is about encouraging people to live their passion and purpose. Like they're God given, like we're all put here to do something amazing. I, I believe yep. it. Even the person that grows up with cerebral palsy that cannot communicate, his, he has a purpose for somebody too. And, and I can prove it because I worked in that industry for 18 years and, and you go talk to his mother, you go talk to his mother and tell me he doesn't have purpose. Like we're all here for something beautiful. And it yeah. could be for one person or it could be for millions. That's right. But how much time when you're working with these CEOs from you know, billion dollar companies, how much time do you spend encouraging to get to, to, to have their employees like live their purpose and like use their gifts? Mm-hmm. Like, is there is there is there an element to that with, with what you do? Well, I, I kind of sprinkle that into every presentation that I do, uh, whether it's stress management, burnout, 
communication, regardless of the topic, I always plan to all of these seeds, always. And I give tremendous resources. I'm constantly throwing out, you know, uh, speakers and mentors and book titles and all of that. I mean, my God, my list after 30 years is, is, you can imagine, right? It's like a yellow pages. So, yeah, I am always doing that. And, again, it doesn't matter whether it's the CEO or the receptionist picking up that phone. Everyone is so important. And I'm so glad that you just mentioned the cerebral palsy uh, thing because a very good friend of mine, his name is Serena, uh, he, believe it or not, I mean, he he has such severe cerebral palsy. He's already written, I think, two books – uh, and he's a speaker. And my, my a friend of mine, Chris, uh, has done um, interpretation for him, but they, they will come out on stage. But he's in a wheelchair. But he has his USC graduate, brilliant man. Uh, he's now married with two kids. And he's so afflicted, but it, it's such a drive in him. He has such a passion to help and coach people. And it's just, it's such an incredible story. So I'm so glad you mentioned that because it's so true. At every single level, we are all meant to do something. And, and I love the quote from Mark Twain and use it often, which is the two most important days of your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why. Oh, that gives me chills. I, I, I just felt like lightning shoot through my body. Like, oh, my I know, God. Right? I mean, it's so true. It's so true. And what happens is we get into these patterns and ruts, and we just we don't think about it. Jim Rohn used to say, when you ask yourself the easy questions, life can be hard. But when you ask yourself the hard questions, life can be easier. And and most of us don't spend the time asking ourselves these hard questions. And so, you know, when we do and when we focus on that clarity of exactly what we want, that's when the magic can start happening. It's you got to have that clarity. I I was somebody that saw my purpose early on. But the circumstances that were in my life kind of help bury it inside. And every time that I would go through something traumatic, I would see a glimpse of it. And I swear to you, it was the thing that kept me from putting a bullet in my head. And, and, but I didn't own it. I didn't believe it. I didn't step into it. And then when I finally decided, okay, I'm done running from this. I have to do it. I have to do it. Then the challenge became, am I worthy of this? Am I, am I, am I really worthy of this? Mm-hmm. And the importance of mentors, and I have one. He was on the show. I interviewed him. It was the, the last person in my interview yesterday. He was the first person that looked at me and said, he said what I never shared with anybody about what I believed my purpose was. Without me ever telling him, he told me what it was and it just wept. And there's not a time I talked to him. He can't make me cry because he was the first person to see it. And every since then, it was like the permission slip. I, I get I'm going to get emotional even thinking about it. Yeah. But it was like the permission slip to go, okay, gloves are off now. We're doing this. Mm-hmm. And just 
looking back. But it's so important. And, and my point in even sharing that is it's so important to have people in your life that lift you up, that, that talk to you. And when you're in a coaching role, a lot of times, again, I, I, it's not always talking down. But when you shift it to mentorship, you really get to know somebody and you get to see them. And you, and sometimes it's the person next to you that sees something in you that maybe you didn't even know you had, or maybe you didn't know it was real. So seeking out a mentor, guys, everyone watching and, and, and having the right group is so powerful. And it's what will keep you on your journey, especially if you think that your dream is insane, because it's not. It's not. In fact, if anything, you're not dreaming big enough. I know even I'm not dreaming big enough. And, and my dreams are pretty out there. Like, but I really believe I'm going to get there. I really do. But it's because of mentors and that matters. Every one of you out there, I cannot encourage you enough to seek out a mentor. And I mean, heck, Ricky's mastermind group, I'm telling you, I'm signing up for this because I know the kind of guy that Ricky is. I know the kind of people that are in his network and I know what they're about. So I encourage all of you guys check out his mastermind group because they're, they're about doing this the right way. Sorry, I had to okay. preach a little bit. Uh, no, no. Thank you so much, Josh. And I'll, and I'll tell you, it, it's so true. There's, there's this thing that is act, an actual thing that I learned about not that long ago, and it's called the imposter syndrome, right? Have you, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it, it's this imposter syndrome where you think to yourself, am I even, am I worthy of this? Am I, what, you know, why do I have, what you know the authority or, or whatever it may be to be doing this you know and it's those beliefs i mean we are who we are and clearly if we're resonating with people and are able to communicate the message and help people you know understand the magnificent the magnificence of what they already possess you know and and are able to draw it out i mean of course and i'll i'll tell you too you know Money has nothing to do with it in the sense that there are people who make millions or billions for that matter of dollars who are absolutely miserable, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of mutually exclusive, right? So money <laughs> tends to be that, that magnifier of who you are. And so if you're already an amazing, good, uh, you know, good, wholesome person who likes to do good and help people and all of that, more money, of course, is going to allow you to do that on a bigger scale and on a bigger level and all of that and give back more. But if you're, you know, just this miserable, you know, um, energy sucker, for lack of a better word, you know, then, then more money, you know, it's not, it's not going to do anything other than make you a bigger one, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah. it's what sucker? <laughs> right. Yeah. Man. Oh my God, this has been, I, I could talk to you for hours and I, Same and way. I, and I mean it that I'm, I'm all in on your mastermind. Oh, I, thank I, you I, so I, much. Love to have you. It's, it's just been, it's been better than I thought, man. I, I'm just so grateful for your time. I know you're busy and I know you have a lot going on, but this has just meant the world to me. Thank you. Oh God. Oh, thank you, Josh. This has been so amazing. And you know, again, I mean, from the moment we met that day, it was Cafe Roman, Beverly Hills. And, and from that very first moment, I, I think definitely we, we had that connection. And so this is so awesome that now here you are doing this again. I think you're doing such 
a phenomenal job. And thank you so much for doing this. And I can't wait to follow up with you after this. Like we, we have so much to talk about. Um, it's just all, it's so exciting. So thank you so much. I, I really, really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. But there's one thing, and this is for Jared. Um, cause he, Jared killed my question, but I'm going to ask you anyway. So I'm going to give you a giraffe, you know, the animal. Yeah. I'm going to give you a giraffe and you cannot sell it and you cannot give it away. What are you going to do with it? Well, I, I, I want to say the first thing that popped into my mind, because as soon as you said that, even before you can't sell it, or I just want to give it a hug, like a great big hug. <laughs> right? I mean, and, and maybe even climb up its neck so that I could be a little taller. You know, that's not one of my <laughs> But, yeah, that's just kind of the first thing that popped into my mind. Just hug it. I just, that would be so cool to hug a giraffe. <laughs> so, I agree with you. 100%. Right? I want to hug it too. Yeah. Oh man, like you're the like best. Hold its little, hold its face. You know, like maybe <laughs> just. I think that would be cool. <laughs> that works, right? <laughs> oh my god. I'm not hearing you. For some reason, you froze in the greatest, like, in the greatest pose. You just froze. So I don't know if I froze, too. But. I'm going to be. Oh. I really. Oh, there you are. Oh, there you are. Now he froze. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there you are. Okay. We froze for a second. I know. Oh, it my was, God. It was bone chilling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweating now. Oh, my God. I Man, do. thank you so much, Ricky. You're the best. I'm so grateful for your time, and uh, I'll, I'll talk to you very soon. Okay, Josh. Thank you so much. God bless. Talk God to bless you soon. You. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. I'm geeking out. I'm totally geeking out. You're getting – yeah, you know what? You revived the giraffe question, Jared. Um, it was revived. So you're out of the woods now. Um hug a giraffe that's right oh my gosh big kiss on the lips guys all of you karen tia Catherine, steven mary nick uh all of you akuchi my man good to see you casey good to see you oh my gosh that was fantastic um if you felt i don't care if you guys share the video if you want if you felt like somebody would benefit from his words please share the video um or tag somebody Man, I'm so lucky. I've had the best guests. I, I, I just, <laughs> it's just great. I love it so much. I love you guys. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for making this so wonderful. Um, I, I love doing this every day. Like I, this, this brings me so much joy doing and I'm glad that you guys, um, enjoy it. And thank you so much for sharing. Thanks for your likes and all of that stuff. You guys are so freaking funny. Um, yes, I'm going to share the, um, his mastermind stuff. I'll put that in the comments and his website. You guys are terrific. I love you again. Thank you so much for all of the support. The show would not be anything without you guys. And of course, without our guests. Um, but thank you again. I'm a, a humbly thank you. And, uh, we'll see you guys soon. Bye. For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. 
Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch from The Home Depot. Now, three bags for just nine bucks. It protects your plants beautifully and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden, not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch. Three bags, nine bucks. Now at The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer. Color selection varies by store. 